Hello everyone, we are Two Girls One Cult podcast and we are here to create primarily a safe and healing space for those who are PMO, POMO and everything in between. Please take into consideration the following disclaimer and trigger warning. We're not therapists or medical professionals. We are not diagnosing anyone or diagnosing each other. We are making light of a very dark situation. This podcast is solely driven by our own experiences and personal traumas that have happened to us firsthand and those of others that we have witnessed and been told. This podcast contains positive and negative perspectives of Jehovah's Witnesses. It contains detailed mental health difficulties and issues relating to trauma and psychological effects of institutional trauma. This podcast also includes dark humour in regards to traumatic experiences and expletives too. Those of a sensitive nature or those with mental health issues, please listen with care. Hi everyone, welcome to Two Girls, One Cult, a podcast where we look at everything about Jehovah's Witnesses from two girls who were in it. This is our very first episode, so thank you so much for being with us. I am Lara. Hi, I'm Marissa. And um, this episode, we really want to focus on what the fuck is a Jehovah's Witness. But before we get into that, we'd like to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So, Narissa, won't you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I was raised um, in the Jehovah's Witnesses, or rather as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, My parents were Jehovah's Witnesses. Their parents were Jehovah's Witnesses as well, on my father's side. And um, I left when I was around early 20s so 22 23 and but mentally I was never in it really I think I probably had left it or rather checked out in my head when I was about 10 or 11 so I think I I mean I haven't been in it for a really long time I have been thinking about talking about my experience for a really long time I'd say probably about 10 years I've been thinking about kind of talking about and also it's it's not just about my experience I think I I want to hear other people people's experiences because I think that's that's a really big um, part of recovery as well within religion so trauma recovery for myself by hearing from other people and what they say about it so that's what I'm looking for as well as telling my story awesome thank you um and then myself Lara I am Narissa's sister so we are actual sisters in real life as well as you know previously being spiritual sisters within the Jehovah's Witness organization. I 
I again was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, left in my 20s. Um, I want to say like mid 20s, even though I had gone and sort of dipped my toe in a few times in the in the world, um, in inverted commas, during my teenage years. And really, I'm in my late 30s now. And it's only really been the last couple of years that I've really addressed the fact that Maybe these teachings, these Jehovah's Witness teachings aren't authentic or true. And while discussing this with my sister, um, she obviously has felt very strongly about this for a long time. We thought that we would um, share our experiences in a very public forum um, so that they would hopefully help other people in the same situation or just people who are curious about Jehovah's Witnesses to really um, look at them in an objective way Um, because I wish that I had that opportunity you know uh, when I was younger that that I think that would have helped me a lot with some of the things that I went through personally Um, so we're both based in the UK uh, just outside of London. Um, so if you're local, please reach out, say hi. Um, our email address is two girls, one cult podcast at gmail.com. So please do. Um, and we're very, very happy to speak to anyone who has been in a similar position. That would be brilliant. Um, yeah. So now you know a little bit more about us. Um, we'll dive into the content of the first episode. Does that sound good? Cool. Great. Um, great. So what the fuck is a Jehovah's Witness? So, um, Narissa, you know, if you, you know, if I think if, if you had never been brought up as a Jehovah's Witness, what do you think the general view is? Oh, God. Yeah, I I think it's because I haven't been in the religion for so long. Uh, Sometimes it can be difficult to try to explain it. And sometimes it it is definitely still there and still ingrained in me. Um, But I think to explain what witnesses look like from the outside, um, a lot of kind of pop culture, references um you see on tv there are a lot of comedy sketches um on jehovah's witnesses where they knock on the doors kind of preaching and uh have the watchtower publications and you know kind of pestering people and um yeah. and wanting to talk to them about the bible and <laughs> the funny thing is is that when the person does the, the person on the receiving end does kind of reciprocate and say, "I do want to know more." It's always the witnesses kind of being taken aback, thinking, "Oh my god, you know, nobody ever asked." And they, yeah, no one's know, ever been interested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And they kind of they they're a little bit bamboozled, and and they don't really know what to say, and, and they just say, "Oh well, you know, take this or." They don't really know much about the Bible, which is quite funny because I don't think the Jehovah's Witnesses do know much about the Bible. I mean, when I left, um, 
I, I kind of had this big uh, kind of existential crisis about learning about other religions. And, and when you do talk to other people about religions, you know, they really know their Bible, um, depending on where you go, but you know, the kind of, uh, church, you know, Catholic church and, uh, you talk to these, um, ministers and, and they know, they know their Bible, but with the witnesses, I find they just, they don't know. They don't seem to understand or they don't seem to, they, what they do is they interpret, um, themselves through scripture, but they don't know how to hold up evidence. That's and I and I think that turned me off as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as far as what witnesses look like, I I would first look to, like I said, those kind of pop culture references. Yeah. Um, there's obviously more to that, but that's what other people and and you know people laugh at it. You know, people yeah. look at it and they say, oh, you know, haha. Those witnesses, you know, those pesky witnesses, you know, don't open the door to them, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny because I don't you remember, though, going out on the ministry and having that fear of knocking on those doors and kind of standing in front of the door and, um, and you know, pressing the doorbell and you're thinking, okay, who? I, I remember I used to go out with this certain... Uh, lady and, and we used to kind of stand there for a long time saying oh no it's your door no it's your door no it's your door yeah yeah it's just it's oh, quite I remember funny that. I remember being terrified of someone actually asking me a question because yes. you're yes. kind of sent out to knock on people's doors and yes you have a presentation practice where you might have one scripture that you show the person or mm. a particular pamphlet, booklet, or a book that you're, you know, supposed to be, uh, they would call it placing um, when you place it with a with a household. Um, yeah. By the way, if we're using terms that you're unfamiliar with, please do, do say. Um, I noticed that you use the term ministry, so Going out on the ministry basically means going out and knocking on doors, um, speaking to preaching, yeah, yeah, preaching, going out and speaking to the public. Um, and yeah, and you would go and you would have this rehearsed speech in your head and just thinking, Oh my god, what if they ask me a, a question about the Bible? Something I don't else. know, yeah, really, I don't know what it is. I don't not, know the Bible, <laughs> yeah, you're not really thoroughly prepared. It is all about the it's all about getting the person to go, Oh, yeah, 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 lovely, thank you, thank you. It's um, it's all about and, and then placing the, the, literature. the literature, yeah, it's all about Watchtower, that's what it's about. It's all about the the, the Watchtower publication and try mm. and putting that or a Bible in someone's hands, it's not necessarily knowing. What, what you're talking about which now it just it just it's crazy it's yeah. just it's now thinking about it I think how how did I go out so blindly um thinking that I could do this I think there were people that did know that did what know. they were talking about and who <laughs> Studied. I just don't think I cared. I just don't yeah, think I cared maybe that. not. And like you really, really looked into it and studied and really believed it. But I get the impression they were in the vast minority. Minority. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of a few assumptions or situations that you may have come across Jehovah's Witnesses in. Um, you may have worked with Jehovah's Witnesses and then maybe, you know, you will have invited them to a birthday party. They would have said no. A Christmas party. They would have said no. Maybe you dated a Jehovah's Witness and they're like, oh, I'm not really supposed to date someone outside the religion. So those are ways I think that that people may have experienced or come across Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm, um, but mm. we're here just to sort of delve a little bit deeper into the doctrine and what they believe um, and really what they're also looking forward to. Um, again, in inverted commas, a lot of inverted commas. So, yeah, mm, so the mm. um, the witnesses were founded back in, what, 1870? Yeah, 1870, by Charles Taze Russell. And he was also the co-founder of the Zion's Watchtower Track Society uh, with, um, I think that was, was it Joseph Rutherford? Joseph Franklin Rutherford um, at that time. And this was sort of around that time where there was like, there was this whole... um, sort of wave of christian enlightenment especially in sort of protestant christianity in america um Mm. and there's a lot that happened in like pennsylvania and new york jehovah's witnesses were established in pittsburgh but it was around that time that sort of mormonism became established uh the church of latter-day saints um seventh-day adventists uh and all those similar sort of groups so the christian denomination yeah yeah there were a lot of them that got formed around that time um and what's really interesting is 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 when you're first brought in as a jehovah's witness you're not necessarily taught that that this organization got formed around that time it's almost as if it just always existed the one true religion was just always there it was always around. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When well, actually, no, it was, it was, it was invented by a guy, by Charles Taze Russell. And in fact, mm. his version of, you know, the sort of the Bible, he, he renamed it about three or four times. Mm. You know, it was the, um, Zion's Watchtower, then International Bible Students, then Jehovah's Witnesses. So, and he, he renamed it and they, they changed a lot of their doctrine a lot before it became established Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Um, and as far as I know, after he died, whoever took over, which was Rutherford, is that right? Mm. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Rutherford. Basically, yeah, just tried yeah, to was, distance yeah, was Rutherford. Yeah, tried yeah. to distance himself as much as possible from Charles Taze Russell because oh yeah, because he broke away, didn't he? And, yeah, exactly. Because they yeah. thought actually no, that's wrong. What he what he was teaching them. So it is interesting. There was a it was very shaky beginnings. Mm, of course. Yeah, yeah, really. So it wasn't as if all of a sudden God had just given this new light to people and been like, <laughs> this is the way. This is the this truth. Is the one. 
this yeah. is the one. No, it was very unstable in the beginning, which is really interesting. Um, and obviously very it started in America, as all these things do. Um, <laughs> and uh, gradually, gradually gained momentum. Um, it was all about, they had a really big marketing and evangelical um I'm going to say motive or, or, or sort of strength, you know. I mean, I remember yes. being told about yes. this huge um, assembly or convention of Jehovah's Witnesses that happened. And one of their big things, obvi- obviously, is preaching. Preaching is like number one. You're going out there. You're proselytizing. You are speaking mm. to everybody, um, which I think, you know, makes Jehovah's Witnesses really you know, that is what they're known for, going out there, talking to everybody. That's what you have to do. And everyone in the religion has to do it. So, course, you know, yeah. get the word out, get it around. Get the yeah. word out. Get the kids, get the kids out. You know, it doesn't matter how old they are. Like, <laughs> I remember friends babies. taking like, their babies out and knocking on people's <gasps> doors. Yeah, exactly. I do. I remember that. And there would be, and I just think, why, why would you take your two-year-old child out on the door? You know what? You, you don't know these people. You it's marketing. People. It's, 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 um, it's advertising, it you know? And yeah, sorry about that, that, um, convention, that big convention everyone talked about that had these yes. three A's, every, like three A's. Everyone's like, what are the A's? What are the A's? What are the A's? And, um, then it was announced in this special talk. Advertise, advertise, advertise the king of his kingdom. I just thought Jehovah's Witnesses are great marketers. That's what they are. are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that is why the religion grew so much, you know. Yes, of course. Um, Because they, they just get out and try every which way to convert everybody. Like, no, no shame. No shame at all. Just get out there. And Just, you know, if you're if you're at work, yeah, talk to your colleagues. If yeah. you're out and about, talk to people. If, yeah, if you, yeah, everywhere. Every if you're on the train and you see everywhere. next to someone, and they always used to say it was there was very much um, exactly that where they would emphasise anywhere you are is a, a opportunity yes to yeah. speak about the truth or the publications absolutely every mm. opp- every opportunity you know you're in a toilet stall next to someone like slip them a track under the door <laughs> you know that sort slip of them a bible yeah slip them, yeah. Slip them like, a bible <laughs> but, if there's um, a glory hole just push the bible <laughs> through the glory hole <laughs> you say hello who's there <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no yeah exactly that exactly. everybody was thinking it everybody was thinking yeah it. exactly so I think that that that's really key and you yes. can see that coming up to to present day that is what it's all about and I think also there was such a belief there was just strong belief and general acceptance of Christianity generally mm. um the this form of Christianity this form of almost extra strict Christianity 
went down yes. okay with some people. That was cool. It was like, okay, God, Jesus, yep, I get that. That's fine. Okay, this like extra strict version that promises to be the one authentic version, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, which I think I think happens a lot in the beginning. Um, yeah, so that that's and really God's cool. and God's note. Sorry, I'm just no, no, um, go in, interject there. No, just that the, what's central to all of this, and what's really important, the fact that God's name is central to the yeah. worship. So. It's Jeho- you know Jehovah's Witnesses. It's Jehovah. Jehovah's the he's the Almighty, um, and that I think there's a certain amount of fear and panic and anxiety that I think it's on purpose. Like you were saying about the marketing, um, but they they do raise you to be even afraid of yeah. his name, of yeah. God's name, and how. That is so, that is very central yeah. to what you're talking about to people and how you talk to people. And and um, this name is so powerful and you need to use it in a, in a kind of proper and respectful way. Mm. And I no, think... Absolutely, yeah. Mm, mm, and I think that is very much a part of the preaching work and it's very much a part of how to um, talk to people about the witnesses and what they do. Yeah. And I Don't mean, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Think? Yeah. yeah, it's all about Jehovah's name. And that was always a big thing and always a big thing that when we were being taught in the Kingdom Hall, which is the Jehovah's Witness name for their, their church or their place of worship, um, that, you know, we... I say we, as in when we were Jehovah's Witnesses, but used to criticise other religions for, oh, they don't use God's name. You know, the Catholic Church removed it from all the Bibles. It's so terrible. Um, You know, we're the only ones who use Jehovah's name. That's what makes us special. That's what makes us chosen. Um, Mm. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, it was very, just very much putting jehovah's witnesses or god's chosen organization on this pedestal you know he had chosen jehovah's witnesses they were the ones that were bringing light to the world and and were there to save humanity from themselves essentially Mm. so we could go into their beliefs a little bit deeper as well um essentially the 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 main belief is that the end of the world is coming. That yes. Satan and humans have had this period of time to try and prove that they can live without God. They've obviously made a massive mess of it because look at the world. Um, <laughs> again, it's, this is debatable. Yeah. Um, and the, there is going to be this Armageddon that will destroy um, all the people who God deems unworthy. And this is something that when you're a child and you hear it, it, it can be really scary. And especially some of the visual images you see as well. Mm, they're very gory. Really gory. Really. They're really gory and really quite um, 
scary. Yeah. They invoke a lot of emotion, I think, and, and quite not very positive ones. Yeah. And I mean, I'd say all fear, fear, yeah. fear, being afraid, which is which is terrible, especially when you're a child and you're looking at these images. And, I mean, later on, when I had gone baptised, and oh, or maybe this was before I got baptised, um, I was reproved for seeing a horror film. And some, and when I look back, I think some of the literature had the worst kind of horror, horrific um pictures yeah kind of gory pictures and i had got reproof of seeing a horror film which was great and i don't regret it i remember there was a, a front cover of the watchtower and there were these christians and they were in a um this is when christians apparently were being persecuted oh by the romans yes, i remember this and there was a lion this. and it had bit into the leg it was mauling. Do you remember? And and there was it all was blood mauling, coming yeah. down. And I remember that to this day. I mean, that must have been what a good twenty years ago. But I remember that. I remember that too. Yeah. I remember that too. Um, because I remember going to see a film and thinking about when the obviously the Christians were kind of thrown to lines and everything, and and it was quite gory and kind of relating it to that. And it does stick in your mind. Sticking, it sticks forever. Mm. It's there, kind of imprinted. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, you know, you are taught that Jehovah's Witnesses are the only ones that will survive Armageddon. If you're not a Jehovah's Witness, you don't survive. So, you know, I remember mm. going to school as a young kid and thinking, oh, none of my friends are gonna like get in. You know, and teachers that I really liked and. Yeah, none of them will. None of them will get through. Um, but at the same time, you're taught to to love these people, to love these people, to love everybody. Convert, yeah, try and convert these people. But if they, but don't, as long as you can, they convert. won't. They won't make it through. They won't make it through. No. Yeah, it's. It was really. It was a really bizarre way of thinking. Um, and it's, it's a constant struggle. To it. Yes. Struggle. Yeah, constant struggle. Of trying to find this this love for people, but then kind of being very much a conditional love. Yeah. Um, which you have for well, if if they don't, if you don't convert them, then they won't survive. So oh yeah, well, that doesn't matter. I just have to think about the people that I can and I'll care for them. Mm. But the people who don't, then, well, forget them, mm. which is, is a terrible way to think because conditional love is not, isn't good. It's not good. And it's not good to, um, try and talk to a child about that or make that child learn what conditional love is because I think it's, just, it's very damaging. Yeah. It's very damaging to their psyche. And how they view relationships in the future as well. Yeah. Because all, all your relationships, you could possibly view them in a conditional way. Well, which you kind of do with the shunning and um, disfellowshipping and reproving and those kind of, which is um, within the congregation, 
that's a whole nother subject that's a whole nother yeah that's a whole nother subject so yeah okay so yeah so would you say jehovah's witnesses are a doomsday cult yes absolutely they look to the future it's not what you're doing today it's what's going to happen tomorrow so it's just constantly what's going to happen tomorrow tomorrow the armageddon is going to come don't live for the day live for not even don't live don't oh, sorry i'm getting confused not even living for tomorrow you're not even living for tomorrow. You're living for a time that's never going to come. Hmm. Or put up, I mean, who knows? Um, but it's not going to come in the way that the Jehovah's Witnesses think it's going to come. <clears throat> and I think that that is, it's just, it's, it's quite scary. Hmm. This doctrination in, or rather indoctrination that they're telling people to just, forget their lives and just not it it's almost as if these people do, don't have any control over their lives and how yeah. they're living living for something that's not going to happen and well, let's talk which about means, the um the actual the dates because they've tried to name oh, yes. the date haven't they that armageddon yes. is going to come so they've tried to actually go no it's happening here, which I think started 1914, they started going, no, it's coming 1914, and then it didn't. <laughs> and then it was 1916, and then it didn't. Um, and then I think it was I 1918, mean, and it didn't. And then, I, it, you know, anyway, and, and it's gone yeah. all the way up, up to 1975, and then it didn't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, this, but this is serious stuff it's a lot of there are a lot of really serious kind of repercussions for these um types of things being told um to these people because the the people in the congregation they were doing things like selling their homes um selling their cars selling their possessions and then when they didn't come they had nothing hmm they they were just told to kind of give everything up and they will be happy. And when the again didn't come, then they were left in a situation where they they were left with nothing. Well, they which got screwed over. Yeah, they did by Watchtower, which is terrible. Yeah, and and to turn around and go, oh no, sorry, we got it wrong. Is that acceptable? I just don't, from a true, from the true religion, oh no, sorry. That just, I just genuinely think that just wouldn't happen if it was a genuine true religion. Exactly. It's, it's just, if you have um, everything going on in your life that, Things like businesses um, that you possibly sold, and you're just you've got no way to survive no. because you've given everything up for this religion for this date. Um, I know quite a lot of people are very angry. Not per- I don't personally know these people, but I know from 
what happened. Yeah. There yeah. were quite a lot of bad, yeah, a lot of people were angry and upset, mm. obviously. And as far as sort of general mm. Christianity, so general Christianity versus Jehovah's Witnesses, how would you say Jehovah's Witnesses are stricter or how are they different from mainstream Christianity? Um, I would say they were different by, we've talked about no celebrations. Right, so obviously no Christmas. No holiday. No birthday. No, no religious holidays. celebrations. So no religious celebrations. So there was no kind of allowances for that and we didn't celebrate. There, we only celebrated the memorial, which is once a year, which is around kind of Easter time. Oh, and that's the um, memorial of Christ's death, isn't it? Memorial, yes. So it's not a celebration. So we would celebrate that. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but I think, I think it was more, it was very insular in the fact that you had to dress a certain way. Do you mean control as in how would they would control you? No, just, 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 just general, just generally. general differences, just general differences. As in, if someone said, oh, that's just a Christian religion. Well, I would say, well, from the beginning, from the start, I'd say celebrations. Because I think in mainstream Christianity, they can still celebrate their birthdays and Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can still celebrate all of that kind of stuff. And um, and within mainstream Christianity, they, or maybe this maybe is something else I'm thinking about, but when it comes to repenting and confession and all of that, I know that's possibly less strict. There's no shunning. I don't mm. think, I mean, they may throw you out or maybe just don't cut, don't go to church. <laughs> I don't know. But I think with, with the Jehovah's Witnesses, it's, it's very, they isolate themselves from the outside world intentionally. Mm. So they can have control. They're very strict with um, what you can do. So you can't go to outside resources. You can't talk to people or even socialise with people outside the, the Jehovah's Witnesses. No. There are, yeah, so there's things like that. You can't associate. I know... I think is Mormonism the same? I think Mormonism is similar um, in the way that they can't, they, they're not allowed to um, associate with those outside. I think it depends on sort of, of the like religion. the level of, you know, how, how fundamental or how strict they get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know with some other religions, they do like to associate with inside that religion, but I don't think it's so much so much as extreme as the witnesses where you cannot associate with those outside, otherwise you will be disfellowshipped, shunned, looked down upon. Yeah. Or you're not um, allowed to, well, you're discouraged from going to places like universities, so getting secular education. 
for things like that. Anything not taking your concentration and focus away from Jehovah God, mm. anything pulling you away from God is bad. So I think yeah. it's a lot stricter than other religions in the way that your whole life revolves around from morning to night, revolves around Jehovah God, um, those who are other Jehovah's Witnesses, and just trying to keep in line yeah. and being controlled by them. I think that's, in my point of view, that's how it's it's strict. And if you have any thoughts of of going to anyone outside, then there are serious, serious um, repercussions. And I think when you do get baptised, that's a very serious thing. And I don't think they emphasize Explain how what you mean by getting baptized. Okay, so when you're baptized, you dedicate yourself to Jehovah God. So you are immersed in water. So your old self being, um, <laughs> puts under the water and kind of uh, what's it, kind of what's the word? Resurrected as a new kind of baptized Jehovah's Witness. So you're kind of died, your old self has died and then you've been resurrected as a, not resurrected, what's the word? I'm saying the wrong word. Reborn? Reborn. Yeah, reborn as this kind of holy person who, yeah, because I mean, they did put a lot of emphasis on that, on how all of your sins will be washed away when you get baptized. So I think after that, they, because they encourage you as as young as kind of 10, 11, 12 years old. I mean, I know someone younger, I think, who got baptized. Um, but I think it was, they just encourage you to get baptized mm. as young as possible. And they, I think when you do get baptized, there's not enough em- emphasis on how serious that is because it's a serious, it's a serious thing. Because if yeah. you do, so if you commit a wrongdoing or commit a sin, then you can be put in a situation where your family can't talk to you. Uh, you will be expelled from the congregation. Nobody can talk to you. The people that you've grown up with and the people that you have um, been friends with since possibly you were a child you can't talk to them anymore and you can't see them anymore. And I think that that um, that is very serious. Yeah. Especially well, I mean, when it... When... Go on. No, but I mean, it would wreak havoc on your mental health. Yeah. It's your whole community, isn't it? Just it is. It's your, it's your life. It's, it's, yeah, your whole life. You are taken away from all you know and they want you to that's why they they want it to be so insular for everybody so Mm. they keep you in this bubble in this jehovah's witness bubble yeah and when you commit wrongdoing and when you go out of this bubble 
you think, oh God, you know, this is a, okay, by the way, that's a profanity, isn't it? You can't say, oh my God. No, that's think, blasphemy. No, that's yeah. blasphemy. You're not allowed to say, oh my God, but I say it a lot and I enjoy saying it. <laughs> but I, <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's really hard because you go out into the world and you think, oh, I've got to, oh, I've got to make a new life now. I've got to start all over again. And that was, that wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, but it was hard. It's hard. From everything you know, you have to, you have to, what, what I call unfuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you have to unfuck your, what you've thought. Yeah. You have to unlearn everything that you've learned and just make it up your way. That's the only way to kind of go about that. Well, I think that's quite a good, um, that's a whistle-stop tour of what the fuck is a Jehovah's Witness. Of course, if you have more questions, please do reach out. It's been so great talking to you. Um, and thank you for joining us for our first episode if you haven't already please subscribe to the two girls one cult podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts or you can follow us on instagram at two girls underscore one cult we'll see you next week